This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Tuesday. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place in the grains? Mixed trade overnight it is a reversal so far of what we had at the start of the week. Monday, soybeans sharply higher, more than 30 cents across the first couple of contracts at the settlement yesterday. But corn and wheat were lower, and wheat sharply so. And today we have slight strength overnight for corn and wheat futures, but a little bit of weakness at the break here for soybeans, and that fits with what we had observed here over the last hour, which is crude oil taking a break lower here, down about two bucks a barrel. And so we still link the soy complex closely to what's happening in the crude oil market. We've been really optimistic about that strong processing sector and the demand from the biodiesel refiners, ultimately leading to what we've uh, posted in these last couple of months, which are record soybean crush totals. But going forward, we're going to see pinched margins if crude oil continues to falter. We had that as a source of strength as it rallied Friday and then held steady on Monday here. Uh, But then giving that back and then putting that pressure on soybeans is what we're looking at so far here. We did have a daily export sales announcement for some soybeans to an unknown buyer, likely China, popped up this morning. And so that end, demand, you know, more optimistic on that as well here lately. But it's a mixed kind of quiet start here so far on this Tuesday trade. Joe, what did you think was primarily responsible for that big jump with the soybeans yesterday? Do you think it was some of the export sales we're seeing? What did you make of that yesterday? Yeah, it started with the fact that uh, last week after the Friday crop report uh, to start out the Sunday-Monday session, we had a rejection of selling pressure below that important $13 mark. So technically, there was some support found here at that level. Uh, Ultimately, though, it was friendly. I think this expectation about better exports continuing to develop here, and that fits, too, with also, you know, maybe the bigger news uh, related to exports as we monitor it at this point in the year, the fact that they did take some rain out of the forecast for Brazil again. The longer-term outlook still continues to uh, be a concern for farmers down there, and we see that these estimates for the Brazilian soybean crop uh, continue to move lower. Eventually, it'll be a problem for corn, too, but at the moment, it's the soybean crop that's been so delayed and then so far uh, pressured in terms of production potential. And so that was, I think, the big storyline again yesterday was better export potential following from continued concern over weather in Brazil. Let's switch over to the other side of the ag marketplace and the livestock complex. It's been nothing but, you know, every time we switch over to this side of the marketplace, it seems like it's just bad news. Was that the case yesterday? We had a better day yesterday, and that followed up from a, a good update on Friday. So two in a row here. We'll see if that Uh, doesn't start to make a better trend here. It's been, of course, as you allude to, mostly straightly lower here. We talk about an April live cattle contract that fell some $30 from its September highs. Of course, that was an all-time high, just short of $200 per hundredweight here on the board, uh, now down to the low 170s. If anything, though, that still represents a discount to where the cash trade is at, uh, and we have observe that to be a, a, a supportive factor here that we know the futures market can do this and it and it certainly did overshoot relative to what we'd expect the fundamental dynamics to be but that fits 
with what you see in terms of the futures market having a, a big influence from the large speculators. And when we talk about live cattle futures coming down from 200 to 170, um, over that time, the hedge funds had a net long that was over 100,000 contracts down to uh, basically flat here in live cattle futures. And so that's a big part of it. You also, though, as I mentioned, that April contract have a friendly seasonal period developing, and it starts right this week, and it extends through the first couple days of January where we expect usually higher prices. At least that's been the case 15 out of the past 15 years that contract is, has posted higher numbers over that time frame. So we get into the end of the year. Uh, we'd expect to have still some strong holiday demand here. We know numbers overall are still short on the fed cattle supply, and that is something that maybe is is signaling a, a, at least a temporary end to that sell-off we've been in. And Joe, what's the story with the hogs right now? Still struggling, somewhat choppy here lately, uh, sideways trade here developing as the December contract heads towards expiration in a couple of days. It'll settle up towards the CME cash index. It's mostly been a little bit higher than where this December at 68.25 uh, has settled yesterday. We see still, you know, some thought that we're well enough supplied here in the near term uh, that we don't need to get too excited in terms of bullishness. But you have some premium being built in, or at least until recently, to these deferred futures contracts because we think that hog numbers are absolutely going to get shorter here as we roll over into the new calendar year. It's a product of what we've seen lately with these lower prices. You have the big crop smaller, farrowing intention still uh, reduced here. And when it's harder to make money, you're, you're going to see a, a, a response in the supply. And, and that's going to be something that can eventually help curb this latest sell-off for the hogs, we think, heading into the new year. Joe Camp with Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Yeah, we've got a twice-daily report up on our website, Comstock.com, along with all of our contact info. Thanks so much, and have a great day. Thanks, you as well. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn up three and a quarter at 484 and three quarters. January soybeans down five and three quarters at 1330 and a quarter. January soybean meal up two dollars and thirty cents at 415.50. January soybean oil down 86 cents at 50.25. Chicago wheat up seven and three quarters at 617 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat up nine and three quarters at 721 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat up 11 and a half at 643 and three quarters. March oats up one and a quarter at 347 even. On the Merck, December live cattle down 80 cents at 166.17. January feeder cattle down $1.92 at 216.02. February lean hogs down 40 cents at 66.92. February pork cutout down 25 cents at 82.45. And class three milk down a cent at 16.22. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>